Welcome to CareerPod, brought to you by Transition Solutions and the CareerPod team. This episode should provide you with valuable career information and insights. Today we are speaking with Barbara Ayotte, the Vice President of Sales and Marketing at Guardian Energy Management Solutions. Welcome to CareerPod. Good afternoon, Carolyn. It's great to have you here, and we appreciate your participation. So let's get started, shall we? Yes. Um, could you tell us a little bit about your earlier life or educational preparation for this field or this position? Absolutely, Carolyn, and thank you again for asking me to be a part of this program. So when I was in grade school, I enjoyed math, and I really didn't know, you know what I wanted to do for a career. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so I asked my math instructor, you know, what, what can you do if you're good with uh, math? And he said, well, you can be an engineer. So I did a little research, and I applied and went to college for mechanical engineering. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it was a great choice in terms of the ability to, to find work. Uh, when I started my career, I discovered that I, I did enjoy the business and sales aspect of engineered products. So I worked in engineering of gas turbine engines for a while, and then I worked in uh, high technology pumps. And in order to help me to transition from a purely scientific engineering role to a more business side of an engineering company, uh, I got my MBA uh, so that I could learn about marketing, management, and finance. And okay. So when I I did uh, get that those skills, I was able to use those skills to transition into sales engineering roles, into product management roles, and then ultimately uh, moving my way up into people management roles and and now into uh, VP of sales and marketing. Wow, that's incredible. That's great. Do me a favor, could you explain the basic tasks and responsibilities of your position? Absolutely. So as VP of sales and marketing, as you can imagine, um, there's many different uh, tasks and responsibilities. Uh, but the, the number one and the highest priority is um, managing and growing revenue. So that's the number one goal and in terms of priority, that one always comes at the top. But in addition to doing that, I am responsible for managing the salespeople that are on my team, mm-hmm. as well as the marketing folks. And uh, with those, the, the team members on my team, my responsibility to train them and to reduce any internal company obstacles for them so that they can be successful in their roles within the organization. So in addition to that, I am responsible for directing and developing marketing activities, which ultimately are designed to help grow revenue. I am responsible for identifying and developing new clients. I establish and implement channel partnerships uh, with comparable or sister companies so that uh, we have the goal of mutual beneficial relationships between uh, both companies. 
so that we can both help each other to grow our businesses. Also, I'm responsible for recruiting and training any new employees uh, that we hire. I also look at the different processes within, within the organization that affect my team, and I'm always looking to improve those processes so that we can be more efficient and be more productive. Okay, could you sort of break that down a little bit for me? What are some of the, the specific tasks that you do? What would be a typical day in terms of the things that you actually would be doing besides the training of new employees? What does that entail? The tasks of increasing revenue and marketing and things like that. Yeah, so I put together different marketing campaigns. And so to give you an example, um, there may be a promotion that's going on right now through one of our utilities that provide energy to companies. And uh-huh. company, we help uh, businesses to reduce their energy usage. Yes. And so the utility may have a special program going on right now where we would take that and we would promote that to our targeted clients. And mm-hmm. we use, utilize that to uh, provide information about the benefits of saving energy within their organization, what we can do to help them, and how much it would cost, and how it would help their company be more profitable in the future. So we put together specific marketing campaigns, and we will uh, launch those campaigns with uh, phone calls. Maybe we would send literature out through the mail. We would schedule customer visits um, to okay. speak with the clients. And then we would deploy different departments within our company, whether it be engineering or auditors, to go out and uh, provide the required analysis Mm -hmm. put together a solution for the client. Okay, so it sounds like it involves a lot of um, um, creativity in terms of maybe creating those marketing pieces. Do you do that? Yes, yes, I do. And and then my sales team, they're responsible for basically identifying clients and and getting the clients to basically sign a bottom line that, yes, they, they are interested in moving forward with these projects. So, you know, our goal is, you know, we're trying to identify as many potential clients as possible. We have a customer relationship management software that we use to keep track of our marketing campaigns and keep track of um, the sales. And that's how we keep track of these hundreds and hundreds of potential clients and as they go through the sales cycle. Now, what would you say is the most satisfying thing about your job and the most frustrating thing? Uh, well, you know, I know everyone is individual, and for me specifically, the, the most satisfying aspect of my job is coaching my employees mm-hmm. uh, to deliver to their their maximum potential. Mm-hmm. Um, I really enjoy passing along my knowledge and my skills and being able to help them to, you know, be the best salespeople that they can, identify different training modules that I think will benefit my team, and I implement those for the team members. So one of my salespeople makes a sale, you know, as a result of my coaching, that's the most fulfilling part of my job. 
Great. Frustrating? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, as you can imagine, COVID has been extremely frustrating. Um, I think this has been, you know, a pretty common theme with um, many businesses of today. Um, It has, as a result, we've had clients who just aren't spending money because of COVID. Mm -hmm. We have a business where it is a lot easier to conduct if we're face-to-face. And during the time when, you know, we had to shut through in place, we weren't able to do that. And we were trying to redefine how we do business. Um, And we did, I think, a good job in doing that. But it still negatively impacted our business. And so that, that has been, you know, very frustrating. But I thought that's a common you know, a common frustration to identify another frustration, you know, that may be a little bit different than other businesses. The frustrating thing for me is the the data and yes. the software that we have mm-hmm. and getting and motivating the team to enter everything into the software. It's really difficult because they're in the field, they're driving in their car, they're meeting with clients and it's challenging to be able to you know, be out in the field and come back and then type everything up into the CRM software. But but that definitely is a frustration because if one of our team, you know, wins the lottery and, and decides to move on to something else, <laughs> we want to be able to know what the last, last touch was with the client so that we can just pick up the ball and run with it. Right, so right. That, that would be... Um, a frustration uh, besides COVID. Yes, I think the fun part is when you're interacting with people and you're actually engaging them and you're having conversations and, you, and you've got them to want to do what you're trying to have them do. And then you have to come back and document everything. I think that's ev- everyone's, you know, job is that kind of thing in which they kind of don't like that part of it, that you always have to document everything that you do. But it is important, as you said, because as I've shared with people, if I were to fall off the face of the earth tomorrow, you would know what's going on. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yes, you, you want the business to be able to continue in your absence without right. neg- negatively impacting the, the client. The client, that's right. Yeah, absolutely. That's right, that's right. Yeah. Now, what advice would you share with others who are considering a career in this field? Yeah, so sales is interesting in that it, it's typically not something you can major in in college, you know. So it's a role that takes a specific skill set that you may get experience from people on the job or you may take some training programs. So my piece of advice would be to conduct informational interviews with salespeople yes. and just ask them what they like and what they don't like about being a salesperson and ask them a lot of questions about what you as an individual like to do and what you don't like to do just because or what you have an aptitude for so that you can determine if it would be a good, you know, potentially be a good fit for you or uh, you can, you know, take you know, some training classes because there are some great training classes on sales uh, that you don't typically get in a college uh, environment. Right. And, it, you know, it's a very rewarding and fulfilling career. 
Um, right. That's what my advice would be, is to conduct informational interviews with other salespeople. And it's a very transferable skill. So, you know, you can sell a technical product like we do, or you can sell a consumer product. You know, you can transfer that skill to any type of product or service. You really can. And it also depends on your passion and your, as you said, your education. The fact that you were in mechanical engineering lent itself to you being in the more scientific engineering end of it versus someone who may have been another major. And and sales can be just about, as you said, in any kind of field or product. So that is is so true. That is so true. I like that you brought up passion because... That is, at least for me in my career, passion has been a huge driver for me. It makes it a lot more fun to go to work if you're passionate about what you do. Yes, it really does. So are you willing to share with us the general range of compensation for someone doing this work? I mean, what's the general range for someone who is in sales? And is it all um, based on um, how many sales you complete? I, I'm, I'm not finding the word, but you know what I'm saying. Is yeah, there a base yeah. salary or whatever? Yeah, so uh, typically uh, in sales, there is a base salary and then you get a commission based on the sales that you make. However, there are some sales roles that are all 100% commission. So there would be no base and it would be all be commission. And so specifically for the VP of sales and marketing, my role specifically, it does have a base component and it does have a commission component. And I, my commission is uh, based on uh, basically, it's kind of like a pyramid. So my percentage for commission is based on each of my individual salespeople and how successful they are. Oh, so okay. the more successful they are, the more successful I am. Right. And the range can be, in a VP of sales role, can be $200,000 and up. There's typically no cap on right. your sales. So if you have a tremendous year. You could make a lot more than what perhaps your budget is. So two hundred thousand that includes your commission. So if you have a really bad year, then you won't make the two hundred. You would make right. eighty five thousand. You know, right. so there's a combination, and you know, the sky's the limit. But it's also fluid too. It's not like the people who work in the arts and things like that. It's not necessarily a dependable um, no. salary on a year-to-year basis. So people yeah. should be aware of that. Absolutely, yes. that's a good point. Especially, you know, we talked about COVID earlier, and that yes. really impacted. It's not something that, you know, um, in sales, uh, you do five-year strategic plans, and you you say, okay, well, this is where the market going and this is what we think we can what sales we think we can get for the next five years well then something unexpected and unplanned like covid or the stock market crash of uh or the the mortgage crash of 2008 happens and then you know you know it it can change everything you know so it it, you're right it is not dependable yes well you know, Barbara, I want to thank you so much for sharing your experiences. You have provided us with an insightful look into the field of sales and marketing and being a vice president in that field. Anyone considering a career in this field would benefit from your excellent advice. 
So once again, thank you so much for your contribution to CareerPod, and have a great day. My pleasure.